Welcome to Security Rules. Today's topic is public cloud security. I'm joined by my colleague, Colby Dice, Director of Cloud Marketing at Tufin Technologies. This episode is brought to you by Tufin Iris. Cloud native platforms have helped increase business agility and accelerate innovation. And in a cloud first world, the need to secure applications for tech sensitive information is as important as ever. To learn more about how Tufin Iris helps cloud operation IT security teams regain visibility and control security policies, visit tufin.io. Welcome, uh, everyone, to today's episode of Security Rules. First and foremost, formalities. Colby, welcome. Hey. Glad to have you here. <laughs> Glad to be here, man. <laughs> hey, so um, why don't we start with, um, I think, maybe a summary of some of the headlines, and I'll just you know put that into a single question. Uh, if I go through like all of the 2018 wrap-ups, uh, we have all the headlines in the news, breached us three buckets, you know, public cloud database, uh, vulnerabilities of servers. Um, it's interesting because we're having a lot more attacks. Uh, they're successful. Uh, they're largely seem to be taking place in the cloud. And to that end, I guess the question I have is, is the cloud like dangerous? Or are there new types of attacks taking place there? Is that why we're seeing more breaches in the headlines? Um, well, you're seeing a lot more attacks in the cloud because that's where the workloads are going. That's where the data's at. That's where the applications are going. Uh, businesses are very rapidly moving over to the cloud. So yeah, they're, they're going to attack where the attack services are building up. So that, that's not too surprising. Are, are we seeing more? Yeah, because of all that move. Uh, we read about them a lot more because they, they, make, they make a lot of uh, uh, great uh, headlines. Um, but I don't think it's that it's the cloud is um, is less secure. In fact, just take a look at the public cloud providers. Look at their security pages and and tell me that your data center has as many certifications as the public cloud. Like very very few organizations would be able to say something like that. So the public clouds, I think, uh, from the from the people that they hire, the processes, the uh, the bare metal, you know, all the racking stack, everything that they do, that's all really, really secure. What's not secure is how we're using the cloud. You know, this is a new style. These are new controls. So the, the, the security breaches, uh, they're end user mistakes. They're, they're rarely, I can't say ever, but they're rarely the public cloud provider's issues. Uh, oh, so it's interesting because you said the word new, right? New, new technology, new platform. Uh, and clouds have been around for like uh, twelve years. Twelve years and counting, right? It's not. It's not going to get any younger, as they say. Um, but so to that end, I mean, we talked about the attacks, right? I, I mean, have the attacks themselves changed in any meaningful way, or, or are we just getting breached in the same manner that we did in, in nineteen ninety eight? Yeah, I I think you'll see a lot of the same types of attacks. I mean, certainly, we see uh, pen. Um, Penetrations, um, you know, all the probes that, that folks do, put it out there to, to ping at everything that's uh, that's in a public cloud. Like Basically, if it's got an IP address and is attached to the network, uh, to the internet, somebody's going to try and attack it. So that, I don't think they really care whether or not it's in the it's in the public cloud. And the challenge is too, the public cloud is public, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Although, um, you know, when you're spinning up uh, new resources inside of, let's say, Amazon inside of AWS. Uh, you're going to do that inside of a VPC, right? By default, they, they changed a few years back. So mm-hmm. that um, when you spin up instances, by default, they're inside of a VPC. So uh, you you really have to be the one who opens up access to the instance, to the storage, to the middlewares, whatever it is you spun up in that environment. Um, so y- 
going back to the end users oftentimes make make these mistakes. And, uh, and they're regularly making these mistakes too, right? Uh, it seems like, at least from uh, what I'm reading, there's a, a equivalent of access like any any rule uh, deployed out there, right? And there is a unprotected <laughs> database. Well, there's there's a reason why uh, I think we see the the any any. Uh, you know, when when I was a developer, anyway, uh, I didn't want anything getting in my way. So, uh, if there were uh, rules that would uh, be a problem in uh, you know in production, like firewalls or, or limitations on who should have access to resources. You get rid of all that. You don't want to be thinking about that as a developer. You just want to uh, create the, the new piece of code that's going to solve a business problem and deliver value to the business. You, you're so focused on, on trying to solve that. Um, so any sort of friction that gets in the way, you want to remove that. And uh, you know, it's very easy to just say, hey, any, any, that'll get me everything that I need. And then we'll worry about buttoning that stuff up when we get into production. Um, however, we, we have, uh, we being just in, in industry in general, uh, we have a tendency to just take that stuff that was working in, um, in dev and now it's working in test. And we're, we're going to throw that into production. And we'll take a look, but there's a bit of detail uh, that, that you're likely to overlook is it, rapidly moving these things into production. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, until it's broken, and yeah. now, <laughs> now you're in the news. Uh, so, Colby, I think what you just said segues uh, to an interesting point. Uh, you're talking about development processes and focusing on connectivity, ensuring functionality, and you know maybe security kind of hits at the back end. And I think now that uh, we've started to see so much ownership over the cloud being taken on by DevOps um, with kind of the look to security to play catch up um, and that now being kind of commonplace, is that the new norm? Do you think there's just like a, a risk tolerance of an organization where they uh, will in some ways accept uh, the likelihood of a individual failure or misconfiguration? Uh, I, I think if you if you ask most organizations, they're going to tell you that they don't want to accept that that risk. They don't want to see that that kind of problem. And I don't think any security person is going to stand up and say, "Yeah, yeah, we'll take that risk." At least not um, sort of wholesale in the way that you you just said it. Uh, look, I, I think developers uh, were moving very quickly. If we could go back twelve years, ten years, in, in, in fact, not even all that far back, but. <clears throat> Developers were moving very quickly. They, they adopted the cloud because it was an easy way to get resources super fast. Imagine going to your IT department and saying, hey, I need a, need a couple servers and a little bit of storage, and that could take you two, three months to get. Like, literally, that's crazy talk. So developers had this opportunity to swipe a credit card, get the resources they need, and, and go. And, uh, and, and actually, everything was available through an API. Hey, developers know APIs. We love APIs. So it's a, it's a natural environment to be uh, working. Um, so it felt really good. Security um, wasn't being brought along for the ride, I think for the same reason why most of IT wasn't being brought along for the ride. Developers were trying to move as quickly as possible, solve new challenges, deliver business value. Uh, and they, uh, I'll say we, because at the time it was a me mm -hmm. too, uh, we were uh, trying to uh, move without being uh, impeded by IT or by security. But now we're at a place where the applications that developers have built, these are applications that the business re relies on, that they require. And it's not simple enough to just say, oh, take that stuff you had in the cloud and let's put it back behind our firewall in our walled garden. That's not, uh, that's not really a possibility, possibility for most of the, uh, the applications. So now you got security trying to catch up. In fact, you got IT, I think, just in general, uh, trying to catch up. So if developers have had a 12-year head start, uh, it's no surprise, I think, where we're at 
right now. What what is really encouraging though is to see um, how over the past let's say four or five years we're seeing IT really start to embrace uh, public cloud and cloud native platforms. You know, containers and Kubernetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think IT actually got ahead of that uh, before security. So security is kind of coming in. But uh, you know, feel bad for the security folks. I feel bad for them. They, they're yeah. struggling with it. You got one security person to, to 150 developers. There, there's a, a scenario, um, a study that I read that was like that. It's one security person to 150 developers. How the heck do you keep up? You, you can't do that. So no, we're at a time now where um, developers get it. IT is getting it, and now we have to help security um, get it and give them the tools so that they can be successful in doing what they do. That's to protect the business. So you, you brought up a really interesting question, and uh, I'll ask you, and it's a, it's a loaded question. Uh, how does IT security protect the public cloud? How do they protect the public cloud? Yeah. Uh, How do they protect the applications in the public cloud? Uh, all right. Well, you know, I guess we have two different perspectives, right? One traditional networking, how it connects, and sure, cloud native, and you know, you know which side of the fence I fall on. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess what I'm getting at there uh, is more so a question of how does uh, how does IT security even start uh, to get towards security? Because I, I feel like in um, most of the conversations I have with folks that are currently trying to do this. Uh, DevOps has kind of all the momentum and the ownership uh, of the cloud behind them, or I suppose really with them. And they're now tasked to play catch up in a way. Uh, and I, I think it probably comes down to a few things, right? One is, uh, well, first they have to know what to secure, and mm. that can be a real problem. Mm. Um, and then two, uh, what is there and what does it actually need, right? So I, I think uh, we're talking about two different things, right? One is uh, visibility and understanding over the um, network inclusive of the public cloud mm-hmm. uh, and two uh, how to start going about uh, securing that and if there's any sort of processes in place or ideas that you've heard from clients that have been particularly successful uh, well you, you certainly hit the, the first thing uh, is is getting that visibility just knowing that uh, that those platforms are being used whether it's a public cloud or it's a containerized environment a kubernetes openshift or whatever uh, they, they have to be aware that that's happening uh, they need to really develop relationships with the teams, the, the dev teams, app dev teams, DevOps teams, application owners. They need to develop these relationships uh, and, and come at it in, uh, in a collaborative manner. Uh, you know, uh, security is not trying to harm the business in, in protecting it. And I, I think, unfortunately, app teams um, kind of feel that way. Um, and so it kind of gets uh, combative. Perhaps maybe security looks at Dev and thinks, wait, they're, they're crazy uh, cowboys. Uh, and so it's kind of hard to come to the, to the table and say, well, let's, let's collaborate. Um, but look at what's happening with the DevOps practices, right? DevOps practice is great. It's been a great way for organizations to move very, very quickly and, and, use, uh, and use automation. Uh, and you see Dev and, and IT sort of collaborating there. Now what you want to do is get the security team to participate in that so that security is aware of what's been deployed and is collaborating with Dev so that Dev thinks about how we bake security in from the get-go. Uh, and uh, and security is working with the DevOps managers, DevOps engineering team to ensure that uh, security checks are part of the entire process. Right. So from the moment somebody checks in a piece of code or changes configuration, uh, that'll trigger a build, and, and within this, we should be doing checks, vulnerability checks, data code analysis, dynamic analysis, um, policy checks, right? Um, network configuration, like all that stuff can be uh, automated 
in, in many cases, not in all cases, but in many cases. So, um, you know, it's really important for dev and DevOps to work with security and help them understand this is how the pipeline works. These are how the process works. This is what allows us to move very quickly. And we, dev, DevOps, want you, security, to participate in this and to help us because together these groups will be able to help organizations um, design, build, rapidly deploy secure applications. That's that's where we want to go. So do you think it's fair to say that uh, security may not necessarily own full responsibility over security anymore in the context of the public cloud? Well, everybody's responsible for security. Um, they probably just don't see it in their job description. Hmm. But uh, if you're, you're touching anything that's got to do with a service, an application, or data, you know, you're responsible for helping ensure security. So, uh, you know, I don't expect developers to become security experts. You should be experts in uh, the technology, the platform, the languages, the problem space that, that you're an expert in. Uh, security is, is one of those things that you need to uh, take into consideration uh, and uh, and do your best to, to bake that in. But consult with the security team and ensure that, yeah, you're thinking about the right things. Um, and security should be there, I think, consulting with you to help you understand. These are the concerns. These are what um, uh, these are the regulations that are coming down. This is the way that the business needs to be able to protect itself. Uh, by, by sharing that kind of context, the, the two, we're, we're sounding, it sounds like there are only two teams, but you understand. Uh, just for this conversation, but it's like these two teams will be able to better uh, collaborate yeah. uh, once they're able to, to understand one another. Well, you know, I think if, uh, you know, someone has a lapse in their resume for a couple months, a couple years, and uh, they left the company right around a time of significant breach, then, you know, probably all the parties with that gap in the resume are uh, equally labeled and, uh, you know, perceived anyway, I guess. So, Colby, one of the things that uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, or at least you teased me about, uh, was treating the cloud as an extension of the network versus, I think, probably the realm you're more familiar with. Uh, how do you see organizations using the public cloud? Um, and, and maybe in the context of uh, you know network security or, or maybe what is not network security now? Um, yeah, well, I'll hit on the network security thing. Um, so think about the kind of two ways uh, that organizations are using the cloud. And I know Gartner sort of summarizes this in terms of like mode one, mode two. I, I, won't, I won't be using their uh, exact descriptions, but generally speaking, uh, think of mode one as uh, an organization looks at the public cloud as merely an extension of their data center, right? The public cloud has compute, storage, networking, security. Hey, back in my data center, I got compute, storage, networking, security. Great. It's the same thing. So really, the public cloud is just an extension. It's it's all of my own stuff in somebody else's data center. And that's that's one way to uh, use the, the public cloud. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a way to use the public cloud. There's another way, uh, which is more like the mode two, and that's where you're building cloud-native applications. You're, you're thinking right from the get-go. How do I take advantage of the cloud platform and the services that it provides? And you're not thinking so much about compute, storage, networking. I infrastructure becomes less important and now it's much more about the, the services, either the services that you're consuming or the services that you're developing to then be consumed. So uh, I'm bringing this back now to, to networking. Mm -hmm. If you're using the public cloud in that mode one style, which is an extension of my data center, then you're probably doing things like lift and shift of applications is wholesale. Uh, and you're probably um, utilizing firewalls similar to the way that you would do it in a traditional network. 
so you're probably, of course, you're dumping your physical firewalls and you're moving to virtual firewalls, next-gen firewalls. Uh, but that sort of architecture, the management, the oversight, all that is is very much the same. And you can continue to use all of or, or really close to all of the same tools for managing security, the network security. Uh, one, once you uh, start to make this other shift, though, and you start going like Mo2, cloud native, um, that's when you start thinking about, well, how am I going to take advantage of the cloud native security services? right? And, and all the public cloud providers have... Uh, myriad security controls. And they don't all look and act like the way we did it back in our data center. They're a little bit different. And you would combine them in, in new ways uh, to, uh, to protect your organization. So security groups, IAM uh, policies, roles, right? There, there are many other uh, security controls. And so you have to use those uh, very differently. Uh, now you've got a bunch of tools um, that don't understand how to work with the public cloud. They were expecting a firewall to be there. They were expecting a standard router to be there. Um, but you can spin up applications and resources and all that without having to think about uh, firewalls. Uh, so now if you come in as a traditional security person thinking in the traditional way, you it can be very confusing to try and you know, secure yeah. uh, these, these cloud-native environments. So where organizations have to get to is, is work in that uh, bimodal Mm-hmm. Fashion, you have to have tools and, and processes and, and techniques for securing the, in that older style and a set that that works in that new style. Uh, and, and really, I think crucially important is you can't just take the old style and try and apply it to this cloud native. Right? The old style, there's more manual processes, lengthy uh, steps, mm-hmm. uh, and, and not as much automation. When you're cloud native, you got a DevOps practice. You've, you've automated like everything. That's, that's the way you're going to go uh, very quickly. And um, the people who are close to that understand typically the, the cloud environment. So we want to get security teams to be comfortable with these new tools, with these new environments. Uh, and we want to help them uh, adopt the practices that allow organizations to move very quickly and take advantage of these cloud platforms and these cloud uh, native uh, security controls. All right. Colby, I think that uh, sets us up perfectly for uh, a a subsequent episode, uh, which I think will be falling shortly on securing the cloud itself um, and how to actually kind of match up with uh, the DevOps practices. Um, So that being said, I think we can probably put a wrap on this episode. Colby, thank you very much uh, for your time, your participation, your insight. It was very valuable and interesting. Um, And uh, we'll certainly be having you back in the not-so-distant future. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. You're a great host. This episode is brought to you by Tooth and Iris. Cloud-native platforms have helped increase business agility and accelerate innovation. And in a cloud-first world, the need to secure applications and protect sensitive information is as important as ever. To learn more about how Tooth and Iris helps cloud operation IT security teams regain visibility and control security policies, visit tufin.io.